Good morning, welcome to Vancouver Island. My name is Wes and this is Island by Film. Well, good morning. This is Island by Film. My name is Wes and this is episode four. Thanks for joining me again. I really appreciate that. I hope you're enjoying this show. I hope as time goes on, you see a marked improvement on the quality of these episodes. Uh, so thanks for bearing with me while I figure this out and 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 pile on the episodes and I can share my life a little bit with you. This past week was a busy week for me, but we ended off the week by visiting the city of Victoria, which is in the southernmost part of Vancouver Island. And uh, it's a fantastic place to visit and I always love going to Victoria, any opportunity that I do have. I have to go there often for my work, but I don't get to take the opportunity to um, slow down and, and take some images while I'm there. But um, I did. I was able to do just that this weekend, even though it was a family weekend. I, I was able to break away for about an hour and and take some photographs. We'll talk about that a little bit further along. Um, our main goal this weekend was to celebrate my oldest birthday, her 18th birthday, and we uh, did just that. We visited uh, and watched the Cirque du Soleil show that was in town. Uh, that was fantastic. The, the The performance was just amazing. Uh, highly recommend it. The, the name of the show is called Corteo. If it comes to your city, please, please, please go and see it. It's worth worth the money to go see. So what a what a fantastic show I saw there. Um, one of the unique things that I love about uh, Victoria is that. It's a fairly busy city, uh, so there's lots and lots of people um, in the city and lots of old architecture, so there's a ton of great opportunity to photograph uh, these things. And so it's, it's, a, it's being in a little bit of a different location that excites the senses a bit, if you will, and gives you that uh, um, desire to shoot and capture. And, and so uh, it was fantastic. Our first day in Victoria was a sunny day. So, so we got to walk around without having to um, uh, wear raincoats or carry umbrellas. And, uh, but day number two, uh, which was only a half day for us there, we, and we were going to travel home after that, we, we actually had to endure a little bit of rain. But, you know, it really doesn't put a damper on my um, desire to photograph. I, you know, I could tuck my camera in underneath my rain jacket and, and go from covered space to covered space and look for things to photograph. Didn't bother me one bit. So, um, in fact, I love the West Coast rains that come. Uh, they're, they create a really unique, different feel and and uh, a little bit of a different look to your photographs. So, I don't mind that one bit. Um, I did, you know, did really struggle this weekend with... Um, I saw um, some fantastic scenes in front of me as far as uh, people and, and things on the street. And yet, for some reason, I struggled with um, fears of getting close to those scenes and photographing those scenes. Uh, you know, street photography is something that I'm, I'm definitely not mature in yet, but I'm, I'm working on it and hope to get better and better as time goes on because I'm drawn to that kind of uh, photography. But uh, um, I still, if I'm honest, I'm still afraid to be seen 
uh, while I'm out there. I'd like to somehow be invisible. In fact, if I've said often if there's any superpower that I'd like to have, it would be invisibility. And probably for this purpose and this purpose alone is to be able to shoot on the street and capture what I see before me. So, um, but, you know, uh, nonetheless, uh, I was able to ca- take two rolls of film on my TLR, and I'll talk about that uh, in the future. But uh, um, that's pretty was pretty much my week. Uh, we'll move on to the next segment. Now's the time where we talk about a little bit of news in film photography. There's not a time actually this week that went on uh, with Photokino ending and and most of the uh, brands having released their. Um, new products and we've chatted about a few of them um, uh, in the last episode and the previous one as well Uh, the only one that I really wanted to highlight this week was Intrepid Camera Company Uh, they released their latest 4x film print and scan um, and larger system and it's a it's a it's I think a great product for those that are large format photographers and who like to who would like to actually have the opportunity to take their um, analog process uh, to the next level by not only um, taking the images on film but printing uh, in a dark room as well. I think this creates a great opportunity for for those that want to get into it uh, for for um, at a little bit less cost, although. One of the things that I noticed when I was looking through, the cost is still quite, seems to be still quite high. Uh, so we take a look at it. Your your full and larger kit with the Intrepid 4x5 camera, which includes the 4x5 camera, light source and larger timer, negative carrier, plus it comes with a 120 negative carrier, 35 millimeter negative carrier, um, and a larger lens board and multi-grade filter holder. That whole package is 400 pounds, uh, which uh, translated to Canadian dollars is almost is almost $800. So, I mean, granted, you're getting a 4x5 camera and a larger and a lot in that kit. So, you, you know, it's it's not terrible, but but still not inexpensive. I think there's a lot of darkroom equipment out there that can be had for, for considerably less money. But um, really, really good to support Intrepid as well. Um, They've done a great job uh, bringing brand new um, product to the market. So, I mean, the big big advantage of having uh, something like this that's brand new and not a a um, used piece of, of darkroom equipment is the fact that you will have warranty. So you will be able to get support and service and help uh, with the product when you purchase it. So there's definitely some, some distinct advantages. Uh, the Kickstarter is live. As I'm looking at it right now, there's 102,000 dollars Canadian supported uh and they had a $25,000 goal so obviously they are they are far beyond that goal and and I was expecting that would be the case uh they've got 271 backers and still 25 days to go so that is not a bad place to be in if you're in Trepid Camera Company so so good on you guys and uh, keep up the good work keep releasing great products love to see a um 120 camera um, from them, I think it'd be really neat if there was a medium format style camera. I don't know if that's something that'll come out within the future, but um, that I think I'd like to see. So, so great, great job.
Now I wanted to have a little bit of a conversation about camera shops. Um, I'm going to try not to make this a rant uh, versus an open discussion and hoping you get involved and let me know what your thoughts are. Uh, first and foremost, I'll say in advance that um, I really believe in supporting local camera shops wherever possible. Uh, as a film photographer, though, it's challenging because many of the local camera shops don't carry products related to um, film photography. Uh, some people feel that film photography is is still quite niche, and, and I guess that's probably the case. Uh, they're, they're not doing near the volume that digital uh, cameras are doing, and so that's why retailers, uh, especially local camera shops, focus on, on that category of photography. So, um, but, you know, all that to say uh, that there are some concerns I have with local camera shops. I visited when I went to Victoria this past weekend two local camera shops. Uh, both local camera shops were, uh, I would say, in many ways, well-stocked. Both, you could tell, supported film photography. They offered things, of course, uh, like film, uh, but they also offered uh, chemistry and, and uh, darkroom equipment and darkroom products. So you could actually access uh, quite a few things that most camera shops don't carry so so that that right off the bat i appreciated and so um so it's nice to be able to walk into a shop and physically look at things on the shelf and 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 pick them up and bring them to a cash register and and uh walk out the door with them but um but i do have a few concerns when it comes to local camera shops and and i don't have a um I don't have, there's no study or, or scientific evidence I have with this, but, but it seems as if local uh, camera shops um, struggle with certain things like customer service and, and uh, friendliness. Uh, those are some of the, some of the things that I, I notice when I walk in. Uh, the first shop that I walked in, and, and by the way, I'm not going to name names, and, and I'm hoping that uh, um, if, if you're listening, um, for some weird reason, as a camera shop owner in in the city of Victoria, you may uh, you may uh, be able to adjust things the way you do things. But I walked into the first camera shop and 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 wanted to ask a few questions and chatted with somebody behind the counter who who I think was fairly knowledgeable in regards to uh, home developing, and I asked them about if they had if they carried any C41 developer, if they carried the Unicolor kit or, or another equivalent kit. And uh, they said, they proceeded to tell me a, a lengthy reason why people don't develop color film at home and why it's no longer available, uh, readily available to get chemistry to develop colored film at home. And I listened and I listened and... And of course, all of you listening to this podcast probably already realize that color development at home has actually become quite popular and and quite it's very inexpensive and very easy to do. And so um, I listened and I and I was quiet about it. And they had said, you know, sorry, you 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 can't really get color developer um, at home. And and so I kind of let them go on and on about it and and when they were done I, I'd said well thank you very much and and uh, they 
you know, the the one thing that I, I see time and time again uh, when you go into a local camera shop, you'll see almost, you feel almost this little bit of an elitist attitude. You know, they're, they're, they don't seem to be friendly to beginners or friendly to people asking questions. You know, if you're not in this, in the circle, then it seems like you're outside of the circle. And so I, I found that to be quite interesting. And I, I told him afterwards, I was, I was nice. I said, listen, I, you know, I think that, uh, um, you maybe don't know, but color uh, C41 developing chemical is readily available. In fact, the other camera shop in their own city carries it on the shelf. It's one of the things that you see when you first walk into the camera shop. So, so I thought, you know, this is, this is, uh, um, something he might, should be aware of. And he was, he was frankly quite surprised, uh, that, that, that was the case. And so, so, you know what, I, I didn't end up buying anything from that camera shop. They, you know, although they had a great selection of black and white chemistry and, and they had, uh, they were an Ilford dealer. So they carried all the Ilford films and, and some of the Kodak films. Uh, I, I, I walked away and didn't buy anything from there. I just, you, you get this feeling where you kind of, you kind of don't belong. And it's not like the camera shop was bustling and there was people lining up. Um, but it's almost like, you know, they, they, uh, they weren't friendly toward, toward, uh, people asking questions. And so, so I, I moved on to the, to the next shop and, and about an hour later, ended up at another shop in in Victoria that that I that I quite like, and it's a it's a um, as far as their selection goes, they carry a tremendous amount of film. In fact, I would say that ninety percent of what they do is film related because they carry a lot of used camera equipment. Uh, in fact, I had my first chance to hold a Rolleiflex two point eight, which is a fantastic camera. It's a camera that I. Um, that I hope to get one day. Uh, it, they it, and they were actually priced well, and they carried quite a good selection of film. They carried some unique films, like they carried Cinestill films. They carried um, Lomography. They carried Kodak films. I think they even carried um, Japan Camera Hunter. Uh, they carried just a, a, a rare pan. Just a really good selection of of film there. And, and they, it was, it, it was definitely a, a little bit better experience. Although, you know, one of the things that I just keep going back to is, is customer service and friendliness, you know, in my, in my day-to-day -day job, you know, one of the things I focus on so greatly is building relationships and, 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 you know, and learning about people, asking them questions and, and trying to build that reason for them to come back time and time again and come and spend money uh, at the business that I run. And so um, you wonder why they don't, why they won't choose to do this, why they won't take the time to, to introduce themselves or, or learn who you are. And, and like I said, it's not like it was tremendously busy, you know? Um, and so I suppose as time goes on, maybe, maybe it would get to that place, but, but you know what, I, it's, that's one of the things that I, I would like to say about local camera shops is, you know, if you're, if you're going to build a customer base, base and give people a reason to shop in your store and not online, because I'll be honest, shopping online is far more convenient. In fact, I can go on to Amazon and I can pick whatever, whatever product that I'm looking for and I can have it shipped to me the next day and I wouldn't, don't even have to go anywhere. But 
that's not the point. You know, the point is, is that, is that if we're going to have these local camera shops around still, we have to support them. And so, you know what, I, this is just a shout out to camera shops, uh, you know, all over. Take the time to build relationships, be friendly, know who the photographer is. And, and you know what, give them a reason Give them a reason to not shop online. Give them a reason to buy in your store. You know, I and I really want that. I really want people to to do that so that so that these shops don't go away and we can support them continually. So so you know, it's you know, it's just a um, the other thing that I think that they could really do is up their level of social interaction. Um, I know the city I came from before I moved to Vancouver Island, uh, the camera shop there was, it was literally terrible. They, they were a bunch of, um, uh, dinosaurs in this shop that, that, that refused to acknowledge the trends in photography and, and refused to acknowledge the fact that film had, uh, photography, it was in a resurgence and, and they just, they were, they are out of touch, uh, from all of these things. In fact, you know, what they could have really stood to do is build a community, um, around them, you know, did things like workshops and, and, and events, photo walks, all those kind of things. I'd like to see local camera shops do these things. And it's a great opportunity to build your business and, and to, and to interact with your customer, right? So, so anyway, that's a little bit of a rant. Uh, and, you know, like I said, I, if, if you're listening, local camera shop in Victoria, you know, listen, this is just a, it's not a criticism of you. It's a, it's, listen, it's just a little bit of a wake up and, and realize that, that if you're going to transition your business and fight against the big box stores and the, and your online super retailers like Amazon, you're going to have to step up your game and do a good job of it. So, uh, so hopefully, and you know, if you have any questions or feedback, you know, please leave me a message and, and I would be happy to chat with you about it privately. This past weekend, I shot exclusively on my Yashica Mat 124G, which is a TLR camera. Now, the TLR camera stands for Twin Lens Reflex Camera. It's a unique system where you have a taking lens and a viewing lens, and you have a waist-level viewfinder. So the idea behind this kind of camera is that you look down into a ground glass, which gives you an image through your viewing lens, which is generally a fairly bright lens, allowing for you to compose and focus your image, and you shoot through the taking lens. Now, the TLR system takes some getting used to. Um, uh, when you're looking down into a waist-level viewfinder, you move one direction and your image moves the opposite direction. And so everything is, is reversed. And so it does take some getting used to, but, but actually it doesn't take terribly long to get the hang of it. And you start feeling more and more comfortable. It becomes second nature as you shoot roll after roll. So this past weekend, I shot a roll of uh, Portra 400, shot at 200 speed. And uh, that roll of film isn't developed yet. I shot that in Victoria, um, mostly downtown architectural type images. And then this weekend when I was at a camera shop in Victoria, um, 
uh, they're called camera traders i picked up uh, two packs of Lomography 120 color film. So I picked up the 100 speed film, which is great for tripod use and and uh, shooting landscapes because it's a little bit of a finer grain film. And then I also picked up the 400 speed, which is a great handheld uh, speed. Of course, shooting both of these at half box speed, which is generally what I like to do to get a to get a a cleaner exposure on color negative film. So we'll see how that turns out. So the twin lens reflex camera is a camera that um, is quite iconic. In fact, it's become popular over the last five years, especially five to ten years, especially with Vivian Meyer. Um, if you've not heard of Vivian Meyer and you love photography, you have been in a um, claw, dark closet somewhere, in fact, because she is a has been discovered as a prolific film photographer and although this episode isn't about Vivian Meyer her work is some of my favorite work of all time so so it's it's inspiring being able to use a camera that that is that has some history now of course the Ashika Mat is is a camera that was designed to be a clone of cameras like the Roloflex now the Roloflex is a incredible camera but out of price range for most of us film photographers, including myself, it's, uh, um, as they would say on the Analog Talk podcast, uh, it's, it would be definitely my white whale camera, the Roloflex 2.8. Uh, in fact, this past weekend, I, I had the opportunity to hold one at the camera um, lenders or the camera trader shop in Victoria, and it was... It is a beautiful piece of equipment, and so maybe one day that'll be a camera that I aspire to save up for and and uh, and get. But back to um, shooting TLR cameras, as you kind of get used to learning how to compose your image, it's it's interesting because I almost feel as if when I'm looking down at the taking lens, people don't even really realize what I'm doing you almost disappear a little bit as a photographer when you're doing street photography that way uh it's interesting you you you're 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 less worried about what your surroundings are and so you know the fear I talked about earlier in regards to to um taking street images it kind of just melts away a little bit so so I, I I really enjoy the process of of really stopping and slowing down. Now the light meter on my camera doesn't work, so it requires that I either um, meter with the Sunny 16 method, which I'm learning and getting better and better at, or I pull up my iPhone or my handheld light meter and, and meter the scene. So it does slow you down a little bit, so taking those quick snapshots that you can with an SLR or a rangefinder per se, uh, it's not the same as far as that goes, but, um, it's medium format so it's a six by six image so it's a square image which is a unique composition to work with and the square image um or the medium format i should medium format i should say uh, offers you a larger negative which gives you a higher resolution image and so your quality of your overall image is is definitely improved that's for sure so i highly recommend shooting uh, with the TLR camera. In fact, I think going forward, uh, from from this point forward till the end of the year, I'm actually going to try and shoot a only medium format. I'm going to put my my 35 millimeter cameras away, and I'm going to shoot a roll a week of of uh, color negative film. 
uh, through my Yushika mat and uh, and then preview my results. I'd like to create a zine uh, with my results from this camera or maybe a couple of zines. So we'll see how that goes forward. And, and, and I'd li like to even maybe offer a giveaway, um, a zine giveaway going forward or maybe a, a zine swap or a print swap. Those are all ideas I have for the community going forward. So so yeah, so that, that was my experience this past week with uh, my Yashica Mat 124G in Victoria. Well, that's about it. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Island by Film, and we'll see you next week.